Parenting Radio. My name's Todd. This is Kathy. Um, we are going to be talking about summer activities. Or lack of summer activities. Planning your summer. Or not planning your summer. Getting as much done as possible. Or not doing anything. That's, that's the, the big yin, lead. I'm the and you're the yin. Uh, yes, that's, I'm aware. And we are brought to you by Avid and Tree of Life Chiropractic, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit. But uh, first things first, um, we want to share a few stories that happened to us, because I think people relate to stories instead of us preaching. And they really didn't happen to us. They're kids' stories that I think relate to a lot of, like Todd just said, the story, things that we share on the show, and I think people misperceive or how do I want to say it? they think that these things that we talk about that they don't happen to us mm-hmm. or that we somehow are immune to having our child like have a freak out in public well, or whatever we, and we're not we didn't even talk about this but I had <laughs> yesterday I was trying to I was I decided it was sports day so okay. yesterday with Jason and Cameron and a little bit of Skyler we played baseball soccer just in the front lawn just for awesome. fun baseball soccer basketball um, tennis, we went to the tennis courts, and then we. I, at the end of the day, I wanted to play golf. So I got these plastic golf balls and all that, and I was trying to teach JC, and um, she wasn't listening. And I. You mean after 12 sports, she wasn't <laughs> listening to number 13? Well, it was extended out throughout the whole day. I know, but... Th- but it's... see, it's not like I said, oh, come You know, I said, hey, do you guys want to do yes, this? That's and they said, yes, that's true. I was there when you said that. So they did, and um, she was telling me how to do it. And I'm not a good golfer, but I've been playing a long time, right. and I know some basics. And she doesn't know; she simply doesn't know. And she's telling me how to do it. And I'm like, JC, if you want to learn this, just please listen. And she was completely not listening. And I walked away, and I screamed really <laughs> loud at the tree across the, the street. Okay. And then that was it. Okay, I have one thought for you. Sure. Okay, you know how when we're teaching family yoga, which yeah. is this Friday, by the way. Yeah. This is kind of an off note, but this Friday is family yoga at the Daily Method. And you initially wanted all the kids to like listen and mm-hmm. do the poses full out. And I said, you know, the first thing you want to do is have them love yoga. Mm-hmm. And loving yoga means fun. And loving yoga means relaxation and feeling like they have the, a voice and feeling like they can just enjoy being there. If you're going to teach a kid a sport, you want them to love it first. I hear you. And okay. I'm all with it. So the first 15 minutes, I just let them do whatever they want. Awesome. They were hitting the plastic awesome. golf balls and they were just hitting them. And then I... I should have like made a, a verbal contract with JC saying, listen, I'll let you play for fun and do whatever you want for 15 minutes. Then can I give you two or three minutes of actual instruction? Well, and I would say, and again, you, I don't think you're wrong. I'm just talking about the way that I would go at this because as you and I discuss, your your way is good sometimes where I can be a little too hands-off. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, if I was out there, you let them play, you let them swing, they swing and it doesn't go very far. Do you want a tip on how to make it go further? And then you show her and then she either takes it or she doesn't. I think the piece that you get frustrated at, Todd, is when they, when you're like, I have things to share. I have things to make it better. And they're like, we don't care because they don't care right now. But if you go golfing together and you're hitting it well and she can barely hit it and you say, hey, do you want me to show you a way to hit it further? That makes sense to them in the moment. But when you're just trying to give them instruction, that is so boring. I know, but it was 15 minutes of play, screw around, do whatever you want. But that's and then, your agenda. I know, but it was 15 minutes, and all I want to do is show her one thing. There's no balance there. If she's just kick, just hitting it for the sake of hitting it, and she does not listen to any instruction at all, that is out of balance. I don't agree. Well, you're going out there to teach her the joy of golf. Right. And so... 
in there, she might pick up a thing or two by watching you. By so if I were to have, if I were to do it your way, I would just let her create all these bad golf habits until she. Because that's <laughs> the thing about golf is, and and the golfers out there will know what I'm talking about. Okay, it is easier to teach somebody golf who has never golfed before. Okay, and the minute she begins these bad habits, they're that much harder to stop. And I'm not saying let's do 30 minutes of instruction. I'm saying let me show you one thing. You can see by my voice I got frustrated yesterday. I can tell. I and can I'm tell. getting frustrated again today. I know. I know. Um, Are you feeling that I'm not hearing what you're saying? I think that that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I, and I want to say I, I'm hearing everything that you're saying because that's what I said. Your way is not uh, – it's not wrong or bad. You are much more literal – logical about here's how you do it well but the question is does she want to learn right now does she, if this was math and she needed to learn these steps because it's being taught in school we would have to say okay honey enough play time here's some things to make math easier because you have a test tomorrow that's important golf on the front lawn on your timetable, no, on your agenda. Well, I mean, I said, let's go play. Right. Let's go have fun. Go and play. I, play is a different word than teach. So I should have said, let's go play and then let me give you one tip. How about let's go play and if you want a tip, I'll give it to you. If you're trying to put it on them. They're not going to want anything. They're not going to. I disagree. When I am doing something with the girls, like painting rocks, mm-hmm. and mine is smooth, and she she's painting, I'm painting, I'm not saying a thing to her. You know, mom, yours is smooth. Yeah, mine's smooth. Do you want me to show you how I make it smooth? Yeah. Versus let me show you how you smooth out a rock. Do you see how different that is? Like if I'm doing it and enjoying it and I have smooth strokes, then she wants to know how I do that and she's coming to me for Mm -hmm. the information. So she's intently listening because I have something that she to share. If I come in and say, let me show you how to do this. Let me impose my knowledge all over you. Let me you know, take time. But, but I'm not saying, th- I'm not grandstanding. Let me impose my knowledge. Can I teach you one single thing? I know that your way is not imposing. I'm being extreme when right. I say that, but I'm trying to help you see that when you go to someone and say, can I teach you something? Automatically, this thing goes up where it's like, uh, you know? So how do you teach somebody one little thing without saying, can I teach you something? Show them. Do it. And then I, when you see that, that their ball isn't getting very far, their grip isn't very good, would you like me to show you a grip that works? And if they and that's say, when she says no. And then you say, okay. And then you go back to doing what you're doing. And then guess what happens a few minutes later? What happens? Can you show me that grip? No, she didn't. Well, that's because you weren't coming from that. You were coming or from let me teach you. Or maybe JC was not... Being a good student. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> I'm glad we had. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad we, we got hashed that, that out. Okay, yeah. so glad we've moved on. Okay, but let's let's go to the next right. thing because we want to get to summer. Uh, summer. I uh, know. Okay, first there was a story. There, there was um, an occasion um, last week that Skyler melted down on you. Yes. On the way home from yes. school. Yes. And what? And then. Tell me what happened. <laughs> so it's kind, of, so it kind of funny. I wanted to share this. Actually, you brought it up yeah. just as, because I told the story so kind of matter-of-factly. But so um, Skylar and I and her friend Jessica, we all walked to school to pick up the girls after school. So then we picked, I picked up my daughters, and we were all walking back home. And when my older daughters are around, a lot of times Skylar's friends want to be with the older girls, right? right? We know how that goes. So Skylar's like trying to keep up with them, trying to keep up with them, saying, you guys, wait for me. And then she lost her footing and fell. So all of you parents out there can imagine when she fell and started to cry, yes, it may have hurt a little bit, but what is she crying about in that moment? She's crying about that her friend is like not as interested in her. She can't keep up. No one's listening to her. And then she falls. And again, I would say the fall was actually 
created. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean it really happened. Don't get me wrong here, you guys, but it, it, there's she physical needed, mental going she on. She attention. needed a release and she needed tension. So it just so happened her foot falls out. So she falls on the ground. And the funny part was is she fell on the ground and I knew what was happening. So I just kind of got down into a yoga squat and kind of sat next to her. And she was screaming. She was doing one. Only Skylar, if you know Skylar, you, you know her scream. But she'll go, ah, and yeah. just like top of her lungs just yeah. let out. So I just kind of squatted down and I was doing some yoga poses on the ground. And then a friend of ours drove by and was like, is she okay? Mm-hmm. Like literally rolled down the window. was like, is, is she okay? Cause she was screaming. I was like, Oh yeah, she's fine. She's fine. And they're like, she's screaming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's, you know, how do you explain? Well, the kids were running ahead. She twisted her ankle and they were really, um, loving. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure she was okay. I was okay. But it's just so funny sometimes when you're mellow with your kids about those things and just let her get all that out. And then once she started whimpering, I picked her up and carried her home. It's not like I wasn't caring for her, right. but it's okay with me that she has a total breakdown on the right. road because I know what's happening. Right. She's frustrated and it did, there was a teeny scratch. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard about that scratch since. Yeah. Um, but I guess my point is, is that I think sometimes when we share, let your kids let their feelings out, you may think that ours aren't, quote unquote, I wasn't really embarrassed, but embarrassing. But yeah, people are driving by wondering why my daughter is screaming her head off and I'm kind of just sitting there not doing anything. So the moral of the story is, um, I think what a lot of people do and what I might do is maybe feel like I want to do something to fix it it right Right. in the moment. And not only did you not do that, you could have cared less about (laughs) how you were perceived by others. And you were surprised by... Um, our friends that checked you out because you're like, everything's fine. Actually, I wasn't surprised at them because I think I would do the same thing. Right. If I drove by and there was a child crying, I would probably roll down my window and say, do you need my help? What I thought was funny was a good reflection of myself right. because I realized how way calm mm-hmm. that I looked and I might've looked silly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sitting there yeah. trying to do yoga poses while my daughter is like sobbing. And, and I realized it was a good mirror of like, sometimes it looks crazy. We should have a picture of Skylar bowling her eyes out and you like trying to do a downward <laughs> I was, I was trying to go into a crane pose. Um, and not really, but you know, I was kind of just sitting there because the point is, is that she's crying and I knew she needed to have a good scream. And then about three or four minutes later, which can feel long mm-hmm. to a parent. Right. She started whimpering, and I said, are you ready to go home? Do you want me to carry you? Yeah, I want you to carry me. Okay, and I carried her and rubbed her back. Like, I'm giving her the love that she needs, but there's no point in trying to stop that process. Because I knew it was more than falling. I, if she was really hurt, like the ankle was twisted or she was all bloody, of course there would be medical attention different. But parents, you guys know when your child hurts themselves in a situation where they're already feeling unheard, that the crying is not just about the the body injury right it's about i'm frustrated and then all of a sudden i get this opportunity mm-hmm. to scream my eyes and that's out what it is it's an opportunity if we can allow for the opportunity to happen exactly instead of stifling it and you know it goes back to self-care you happen to be in a place where you could allow for that yeah, if, i wasn't if, in a hurry if you were in a hurry say, it would have no, been, we different. Do this. It been and, different so yeah that's a very good point if we would have been trying to get home for some reason that was super important it may have been more frustrating mm-hmm. to me but we were walking home and we weren't that far and i was like whatever so and that's the thing is people will say well what if it's this emergency well 
that's maybe five or ten percent of the time. So if ninety percent of the time we can be low key about it, mm-hmm. then that other ten percent won't be as big of a deal. Right. But we're constantly in a hurry, not letting our children have their expression, not allowing for those times to just be laid back about it. So everything feels forced and everything feels crazy and chaotic. So anyway, it was just funny when you asked me about it because I just realized how it appeared mm-hmm. that it was you know like I was totally detached from it. Well, the story is chill out. Chill out, everybody. Chillax. Chilliam, William. Yeah. But you're not William. I'm not, but I say that a lot. Um, Let's talk about what we have coming up from a Zen Parenting Radio standpoint in our workshops and stuff. Okay. A few things. Family Yoga is this Friday at the Daily Method. Um, The Daily Method in Elmhurst. Um, And what's that phone number again, Todd? I always forget that phone number. I don't know, but they can Google it. Yeah. Google the Daily Method Elmhurst or go on our Facebook page, Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page. Or Kathy Seattle. Or or Kathy Seattle's. Com coming events. You mm-hmm. can go there too. So those those are a lot of places you can go. Call to register for family yoga just so they know who's coming. You can drop in. So if you really don't know how your day is going to be, just drop in. But it's nice to register so we know how to set up the room and stuff. Um, so that's this Friday at 630. And it's only about an hour and 15 minutes. It's not long. And then we always go out to dinner afterwards with the girls and we make a night of it. So it's really fun. It's like a family night. It's a family night. So family yoga with us. And again, you don't have to do yoga to do it. Um, it's so low key. It's more about just being with your kids and learning how to calm down and breathe and all that and stuff. And I can speak to that because one of my friends, Steve, who goes every, he's been to both. He's been to all of them, yep. Man, he's not flexible at all. Really? Yeah. And if he hears this, he's going to probably get <laughs> mad at me. But he does it. And he's so great. He's, his wife comes and his daughter comes and they have a good time. Yeah. So, rock solid. Um, um, and then the other thing coming up, May 19th, which is a Saturday, a week from Saturday, Todd and I are doing our Raising Girls Who Love Themselves workshop for dads. It's also at the Daily Method Elmhurst. You can also go to my coming events page, kathycadams.com, coming events, and click on there. Uh, register also. Um, again, you could show up that day. That's fine. We're not going to kick you out. It's just nice to know who's coming. Um, and that'll be great. We're going to talk about how to uh, talk with your girls about sexuality, how to talk with your girls about boys, how to be supportive to her, how to stay connected to her, how to understand her emotions. And I will call it to the dad saying, you know, this may not be the easiest subject matter to get into. You just said talk about your daughter's sexuality. And I, I, most dads would be like, hey. How about talk about sexuality, period? Not about your daughter's sexuality, but how to talk about sexuality as a whole. And be brave, be courageous, and come uh, at least consider joining us. Because it's, I, it's, if, we, if you can get one or two good ideas out of this, how is it, two-hour workshop? It's two hours, yeah. Two-hour workshop, it's going to be well worth your time. Three to five on May 19th of The Daily Method. And then last thing, um, Mother's Day is in a – is it? No. It's, it's a, a Saturday. Is it really? I think so. Come on. So if you want my books for Mother's Day, Self-Aware Parent, Self-Aware Parent 2, you can get them both for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Todd is saying that we're going to gift wrap them. Yes. Which I Which am, basically means you are. I Exactly. He keeps saying, telling everyone I'll gift wrap we'll them. Get, I, I will get this gift wrapped for you guys. Uh, yes. And so he's saying that for the dads um, who don't want to wrap the gifts. Okay. So do that. Order them. But you got to order them today or tomorrow at the very latest to get them by Mother's Day. Um, so, But yes, I'll gift wrap them for you. And if you get both books um, on my website, kathycadams.com, uh, they're $20, where if you just get one book, it's twelve ninety five. So it's a deal to get both. And get your wife a Zen Parenting Radio t-shirt, for goodness sakes. Yes, so you can order that at my on my website, too. Okay, so good job. Thank um, you. Next thing, um, do we want to... Let's, let's talk about summer. Let's okay. get to our... our Topic, okay, topic. The, the guts of the topic. Okay. Um, I last week I came home and I I was at the park district and our park district has a million different yeah we have a good summer problem mm-hmm. summer uh, programs 
And I started asking the girls what they want to do and golf and gymnastics and blah, blah, blah. And they have already been signed up for one thing each. Is that yes, the deal? Yes, now they have. We've been kind of talking for a month about what do you want to do this summer. And my philosophy, and I think you agree, is one thing. And I don't care what it is. But that one thing. thing is like a week, right? Um, for it, it depends. Each girl is different. So I'm like, uh, you know, there's about 12 weeks in summer and I'm like, well, let's get them in a few other things. And then you kind of push back a little bit saying, I don't like overscheduling our summers. Mm -mm. And then actually the more I thought about it, the more I liked your idea more oh, than my idea, simply because I, I remember like last summer, if they're doing like a swimming thing, they don't really want to do. And they just want to go out and play. I know. I feel bad sending them away because they just kind of want to chill out and relax. So, you know, once again, this is about balance too. But I feel like I, had, I caught myself a little bit mm -hmm. because I'm like, let's do this and then let's do this. Mm -hmm. And you need to co combine all these different things into a 12-week summer. And you, the summer flies by. And, you know, you are not wrong in that I think we are so used to scheduling because of school and having knowing where our kids are going to be at all times and making sure they're busy that it, we kind of go from school year craziness and we create craziness in the summer. Now, for some parents who both work full-time, they have to have their kids in something right. because they have to know where their kids are while they're working. And so I totally get that. But if you have options where you have a little more flexibility or there's going to be one person home... It can feel really daunting to say, okay, we're not going to have a huge schedule. But you'd be amazed, depending on where you live, I guess, how the kids can really do things themselves. They they can go out in the backyard and create something. They can go to their neighbor's house and, you know, play a game outside. They can do – you know what parents say to me all the time? What? They, that they wish their children could have a childhood like they did, mm -hmm. where they were out, yeah, you know. Yeah, we we, I'd leave the house at 8 in the morning and I'd come, come home, home 8 at night and I Eat don't... at other people's houses, yeah. go to the river, go right. to the lake, you know, go downtown. All these things that we were just like, I wish my child could have what I had. But we got to let go a little for that to happen. I know we want to keep our children safe and, you know, hopefully everybody has neighbors where everyone's looking out for your kids just as much as you are, but we have to not have them in events back to back to back if we really want them to have that sense of creativity mm -hmm. and imagination. You cannot you cannot practice and, and really build that imagination without having some space to do it. If you continue to give them, you know, this is what we're doing at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 11 a.m., there is no room and you may say, well, I'm putting them in art class. That's creativity. That's a different kind of creativity. That is directed creativity. That is, now use your creativity to make this picture, but make a tree. There's, It's not big enough. Well, and what I'll say is I think a lot of people that listen to our show are people that have younger children like we do. And if we could set the... Um, set the agenda now to not overschedule our kids because yeah. as our kids grow older, they're going to, I think by default, have more opportunities to be really, really busy. Inevitably, yeah. And like I said on, on the show about a month ago, how my one friend uh, was told by the track coach, forget about spring break for right. the next four years. Right. When these kids get into high school and all this other stuff, it's going to be really challenging to give them this freedom that we have an opportunity to give to them right now. And not only that, but an opportunity to do things where they're just kind of around. Like um, my niece and nephew are um, almost 16. I can't believe that. And then 12. And they're just, they'll like go to a friend's house and spend the night and not come home the next day till noon. Mm -hmm. They'll be gone for like 
12 hours. Right. And to me, with little kids, that seems so crazy. But I know it's going to happen. Right. Where yeah. our kids are just going to be gone for, for a long period of time. And we're going to be like, okay, where is everybody? So if you have kids around our age, our kids are uh, 9, 7, and 4, it's kind of nice to have them doing things you know, closer to home. And, and I know for me... What I didn't, what I don't like is summer is a different time. If we want to take off somewhere for two days, I don't want to say we can't do that because of swim, the swim meet, or we can't do that. Now, if they're going to be doing a few things, so we are going to have to schedule around that, but I want to have a little more flexibility because the school year is not flexible. Right. Well, and I was thinking, you know, aside from our little golf discussion this morning, like, like, well, maybe I'll give them, get them into a golf camp, which I still might if they want to do that. But then I thought, well, maybe, We'll just once a week go hit balls together. There you go. And that way we're not, we don't have to be somewhere at 9 a.m. till 12 for five days or something like that. So I'm trying to look at this a little bit differently because probably when I came to you last week, I was more in the busyness, let's get things done, let's check things off our list mode. Right. And then I was able to kind of pull back and look at myself a little bit and say, let's at least consider what you want to do, which is, you know, give them a lot of freedom. This oh, and let me say to the parents who are like, oh my gosh, aren't you going to feel like stressed and overwhelmed? I also have a babysitter who's going to come in once, maybe even twice a week for the majority of the day mm-hmm. and help out. So there's going to be, you know, other people mm-hmm. helping with that process. I also have neighbors who are really wonderful and my kids go over to their homes. So there is space for me, mm-hmm. meaning if, if it was all on my plate, well, then that would be difficult. And I'll play devil's advocate here. I could see the second day of the summer, these girls looking at me saying, we're we're really we're bored. bored. We're right. bored. Right. And I guess have a plan. Well, or, no, you know, we talked about that boredom's okay. Let's see what they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Because if it's nice outside, it, we've, we live across the street from a park. We've got kids who are around us. We've got a home, you know, creative, creative things they can do. That's what I'm trying to dig help them dig deep for is it's not always about at nine o'clock we go to dance class and then you're busy Mm -hmm. it's about you have some time here you have a couple hours before lunch what do you want to do go grab some rocks go do you know do something well and that's what i think our childhood was don't you think todd um was that kind of open space i i think that there are more stories from a generation ago of of us leaving for the entire day coming back that night before dinner and that doesn't happen as often. Now. And so let's let's get it to real life. We're, our children aren't going to leave in the morning and come back at night. They're too young to do that. But two hours mm-hmm. of saying, "Mom, I'm bored," and me saying, "We'll go go have fun with that boredom." Right. It, see, the pieces going back to that show we did about boredom. Don't get angry at them for being bored, or else you're setting up that agitation. You know, if they say they're bored, say, "I I hear you. I mm-hmm. understand. What are you going to do? What right. do you think?" And it's when we we feel responsible for their boredom and angry that they're bored that it becomes an issue. Right. Um, I want to talk uh, about one other story, but before I do that, um, let's talk about our partners real quick. Uh, Avid Company, it's Mother's Day. If there's any guys out there listening, this would be a great opportunity. If uh, Get the house painted. Yeah. If there's something <laughs> that your wife has been bugging you to do and you don't have the time to do it, um, call our partner, Avid Company. They do remodeling, painting. Um, they, they could just change your faucets. Right. And so you get like nice new faucets. Nice, like they'll right. do everything. So give them a call, 630-956-1800. And then our other partner, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Um, I read a quote on their Facebook page uh, this morning, and it says, Did you know that people under chiropractic care use 53% less drugs than those who 
are not under that care. I actually um, what did I, shared that on our page because oh, I think that's really important. I think that um, what you and I always talk about with chiropractic care is it's not just because your back hurts. It's for overall wellness. Mm-hmm. It's building up your immune system. It's about having your, your body function optimally. And if um, that's what chiropractic care is Well, about. and for me, I'm just not a big fan of pills, as you know. I do know. Like, I get like sick. he gets a headache and he won't take an Advil. Right. I don't, I don't like... I don't like having to rely on this little tiny thing to make me feel better. And I feel like Jack Nicholson from As Good As It Gets, because mm-hmm. he's not a big fan of pills right. either. So he and I are on the same page. I know, but then he takes the pill and then he actually is, he it treats people better. Yes, so there are some balance. Right, there that. is balance. He needed that pill. Um, but, and then the other thing is they also do massages. So another good Mother's Day idea is get your wife or your mom or your aunt or somebody a massage. Um, yes, and the massa- I have had many massages there. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is it Eleni? Is that how you say Eleni. Eleni. She's Eleni. the one who does it. And she is at chirotree.com make an appointment for a massage you don't have to do chiropractic there to, mm-hmm. to get a massage That's there right. so it's a great gift it's right on spring road for those of you who live in elmhurst and um eleni is awesome i've had plenty of massages and so again chirotree.com so i have uh, my tournament bad coming up but um i wanted to restate one quote that you said to our daughter cameron okay. last week okay. and this was your quote if you don't and she and you were talking to cameron if you don't understand computers, does that mean anything about you? Yes. What does that <laughs> statement mean? She was just about to leave for school, and she stopped me and kind of pulled me over to the couch and said, we're doing computers today, and I don't feel like um, – did she say I don't feel like I'm very good at it? It's just something that she feels like she's always lagging behind, so that she should be doing it quicker. Um so she was carrying some stress about the day. Yeah, and that's I just said if if you feel like the computers are difficult or if uh, you feel like you're being slow with the computer, does that mean anything about you? And then she just had to sit and, and think that's, about that. And that's your normal language, but I think a lot of parents would be like, "Well, let's fix it," you know, like right. let's like you know address this problem instead of just letting them have the feeling and then also reminding them that it really doesn't. It's doesn't inconsequential. Make any yeah. And yet we, as you know, us the kids out there will put this pressure on themselves so they don't need to get the pressure from us also. Well, I think we work on the surface level. Someone comes to us with a problem and we fix the problem rather than going to the core of it, which is someone comes to you with a problem and you say, um, well, that I validate that, I hear that, but what does that mean about you? Mm-hmm. Anything? And no. Well, it means I'm not good at computers. Is that true? You know, you kind of do the Byron Katie stuff. For those right. of you who know Byron Katie, it's, you know, the question is when someone says something, is that really true? Do you know that to be true? Because I know Cameron is on a computer here at home and she's a brilliant. Yeah. So just because she can't do something at school or because she's it's a, she's a little slower, does that mean I need to go in and fix it? Or can I just have her take a different perspective? That's all. So my um, term, tournament of bad. I had one. Do you remember? And I can't no, remember what, I don't. Okay, go and ahead. I'm better at this than you are. Oh, anyways. come on. We have a great neighbor who's a little complicated to understand. His name is Mr. T. Oh, yes. We love him. Uh, we love him, but he's also got some issues. He doesn't want our kids on his lawn because <laughs> he wants his lawn to look really good. Yes. So he puts the, he put this summer, we've been here seven years, he put these stakes around his front lawn. Yes, he did. And then he had this white string around them. Yes, and orange string. I'm like, string. wow, that's, he's really serious about it this year. And then the white string wasn't enough, so then he did this bright <laughs> orange string around. And my question is... His lawn looks ridiculous because it's got this bright orange string around. Right. So why, what's the big deal about kids walking across his lawn? I don't know. What's the problem? I can't answer that. Now, what I will say to balance that out, because you're right, that is exactly what's happening, is he loves our kids. He loves our kids. But he is very focused on the lawn. He likes likes his lawn lawn better. (laughs) 
Um, he, you know, and the thing is, is what do we do with him? We honor that, right? Like, yeah. I think a lot of people I, would decide that their neighbor is a jerk and then decide they're not going to talk to him or do the same thing to their yard. What's the point? Like, if his yard is important to him, then I can't promise my kids will stay off it. So all I can say is if you need to put up those stakes, I, I trust that you're doing the right thing. I just think his lawn looks ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with And you. I'm not going to say that to him. No. Um, so any of you people out there that know Mr. T, don't tell him because <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to the show. Um, so anyways, my um, the opposite, the tournament of good. Yes. Oh, good. Is Google Calendar. Yes. Google Calendar saves you our... You and I. We used to write it down. Remember we used to print oh. out schedules and write stuff? So for any busy family people out there, get Google Calendar. I'm sure there's a million other types, but Probably. we use Google Calendar. And from your phone, from your, from wherever you are, you can tell exactly what's going on on any day. For all of us, because like Tad said, I had a calendar, he had a calendar, we'd try and overlap our calendars. Google Calendar is for both of us, so I can see what's going on with him, he can see what's going on with me, and we rarely, I mean, we get frustrated if someone's already taken that date, but we don't miss things yeah, the yeah. way we used to. And we used to miss things we a lot. We used to miss things. Things fell through the cracks. Um, and then the last thing is we owe somebody a t-shirt for oh, yes. posting... Um, on our iTunes, uh, they did a review. Yeah, thank and, you for everyone who reviewed uh, Zen Parenting Radio and, on iTunes. And keep doing that, by the way, because that helps us out a lot. But the the person who won the drawing, we don't know what her name is. She just goes by Zen Mom. Zen Mom. And she, her thing was, my best friend in parenting. And her first uh, line was, I love Kathy and Todd. And so we gonna, love you. So we're going to go with the word of uh, the honor code here. So whoever you are. Zen um, Mom. Yeah, if you're the Zen mom, email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com. So or just on our Facebook page. You can now message us on our Facebook page. Right. So you can go to Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page, and there's a place where you can email us. And people have been because right. we've been answering their questions. So. so Zen mom, get back to us. And then for all you others, uh, keep on putting reviews on iTunes because it helps yeah, us out It helps a lot. us. We've gotten more listeners because and of it. And we're new and noteworthy on we're, iTunes. Yeah, we're, we're like hot, hot 100s. We're on the top 100 by yes. Rick Dees. Rick Dees and Ryan C. Seacrest. Seacrest out. <laughs> um, so that's it. We're out of time. So my name is uh, Ryan Seacrest out. <laughs> and this is Kathy Adams. And that's Todd. See you next week.